Welcome to the Victoria's Counselor Podcast. I'm Victoria, a licensed therapist in the state of Georgia. This podcast discusses mental health, the intersection of science and scripture, and assists my listeners in walking in victory. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Victoria's Counselor. And if you love what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hope you enjoy. What is up, Victorious listeners? It's so exciting to be back here with you all again. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the Victorious Counselor Podcast. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed Salima's episode that aired about a month ago now. Um, And if you haven't listened, we talked about signs that you may need some therapy or counseling in your life. Um, Highly recommend. Check out our conversation. Really, really blessed conversation. Um, and great feedback from one of my dear colleagues, who's also a counselor in private practice, Ms. Salima Hart. Today, I am so happy to share that we have a client-inspired episode. So this means that the episode today actually came, or the inspiration came from one of my clients that I've been working with. Um, and it really got me thinking. It it really got me thinking about how we can talk about this subject, which is self-care. Um, if you guys have seen the the title of this episode, how we can talk about what self-care looks like um, and how it fits into a believer's life and belongs in the believer's life. So I'm super excited. Um, also want to plug that, you know, guys, I work with some of the most amazing women. I really love my clients and I love everything that they bring to our sessions. And they're really out here doing the work. Hashtag healed gang. I mean, they are just really out here getting their healing, working for it and doing what they have to do. And I think it's awesome. And I just had to brag on them for a little bit. <laughs> um, so like I mentioned earlier, today we're talking all about self-care and how it's not selfish and self-care is actually your worship if, if used correctly. Um, and I can already hear people's confusion. So let's dive right in. Um, the question or statement that my client made was, I struggled to do self-care because the messages that I've gotten in church all these years were to die to myself, to die to myself and deny myself. So when I think about self-care, I don't even understand how those to go together. And you know what? I thought this was a really fair statement. Um, And I can also say that in church culture, um, and I I wouldn't say that I grew up all the way in church culture, but I definitely have experienced, I would say, um, what is quote unquote church culture. And I have heard this and felt this impressed upon people in the church, right? So I can also say that the topic of self-care is pretty sensationalized, especially on social media. We see a lot of self-care being advertised as, you know, quote unquote, treating yourself and taking a bubble bath, taking your trip to Cancun, um, which those are all really nice things I have to add. And if you have a trip to Cancun planned, take that trip. (laughs) I'm not telling you not to go. But let's talk more about what self-care really means and what it looks like realistically. Because at the end of the day, self-care is not just ways to pleasure yourself. I mean, so that's an important part of self-care, especially if you're in a helping profession and you're constantly giving. That does become routine. But there are parts of self-care that aren't as glamorous, right? And that aren't as 
aren't as sensationalized. So we'll talk more about that. When I teach about self-care, I really talk about what are some activities that you can engage in that will help nourish your body, mind, and soul. As people, we're exposed to so much and we see so much. We give a lot. We work jobs. Uh, We give to the important people in our lives. And if you're anything like me, that can get out of balance real quick. And we end up giving a lot more than we are receiving. We give to others more than we give to ourselves. Um, And the reality is we need rest, right? We're not robots. (laughs) We aren't superheroes. And I think this is an an important point to make because a lot of the times we're not consciously thinking of ourselves as superheroes, right? But our actions are showing that, you know, oh, I can handle it. Two weeks without a break or a day off, you know, I can do that. And I'm not saying that, you know, Sometimes God puts us doesn't put us in those situations where we are working hard. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm also saying is, is that always necessary? You know, and we'll get more into this as the the episode goes on. But definitely going to encourage some introspection here and some self reflection about your own work habits and you know your work to rest ratio. Um, so if I could say a little bit more on self care, I think it's important to you know, acknowledge that self-care isn't always fun, right? So sometimes self-care is putting boundaries around, you know, your your personal time. So maybe self-care is saying like, no, I can't go to this event or no, I can't go to this outing with friends because I do need time to go home and, and clean my space. <laughs> I know that's, that, that's one of my uh, vices right there. Like I need time to go home and declutter get prepared for the next week. I need to go home and meal prep. Those things don't always sound the most fun, right? So already we're seeing a contrast between bubble baths and Cancun. Um, But it's important to also recognize that like your self-care is going to look different from other people's self-care. So what self-care for me you know, might be completely different for somebody else. I just mentioned to you guys and let you guys know that sometimes I struggle in the area of organization. So for me, self-care is setting aside time to be organized. Um, for a lot of people who are close to me in my life, they they excel in organization, right? They are administrative gurus and maybe their self-care really is making themselves take a break from all that and going and do, doing something more spontaneous, going and getting that release in and that might feel uncomfortable, you know? So that's something else to note. And, you know, sometimes our self-care doesn't feel comfortable. (laughs) You know, if you're on a health journey, also like me, then maybe your self-care is going to the gym and a part of that really stinks. (laughs) And, you know, just being candid, sometimes we do have to engage in activities that don't always feel the best in the moment but have really, really great benefits afterwards. You know, that can be self-care too. So that is what I would say is an overview of self-care. And of course, like I mentioned, it looks different for everybody. It takes people knowing themselves and sitting with themselves to really decide what self-care is for them. Um, But if I could summarize, wrap us up on this subject, self-care is giving to ourselves, right? It's replenishing what comes out on the daily. If you visualize two cups, right, and one of them is full of water and you pour that water out, you know, 
into another cup or other cups around that cup. You know, maybe there's multiple cups you're getting to. Eventually that cup runs out. So that's our visual for self-care. We're going to have to replenish that cup. So there's an important part of self-care that I think, you know, it's, it's important to acknowledge when you're a believer. It's, it, it doesn't just stop there, right? So we engage in self-care as believers to rest and take care of ourselves. But doing this in turn is an act of worshiping God. And why is it worship? Because we are engaging in an act of humility, okay? We're accepting and acknowledging that we are human. We do need to take a rest, okay? God created all of us as flawed individuals. He did not create, you know, other gods. <laughs> so he created us to need him. He created us to need that rest so we can stop and communicate with him, right? So I want us to take a minute to marinate on that because I think this really ties into sometimes what turns into pride for a lot of us because we take pride in serving in multiple facets in the church, okay? We take pride in being able to greet, lead a small group, volunteer with the kids on Wednesdays. You know, we're we're helping organize all these awesome trips and visits to the to the homeless shelter and the nursing home. And all of that is beautiful. And if you are doing that to glorify God, then hallelujah. I am so excited for you all. And if you are doing all of that in the hopes of your works proving that, you know, you are good enough or that you are quote unquote Christian enough. Okay. So we obviously need to stop. (laughs) And if you're burnt out from, you know, all these activities and it doesn't have to be church activities, guys, I think, you know, it's common. And I, I dealt with this, you know, when I was an undergraduate student, I wanted to be involved in everything. I wanted to have my hand in everything. And for me, that was my way of validation, right? Like, well, look at me, like I can do X, Y, and Z. And really, like, I had to sit with myself at the end of my undergraduate career and ask, like, did God really call me to all that, you know? So I think it's important to acknowledge that and remember that and ask yourselves, like, is God really calling you to do all this or are you calling yourself? Um, I think that is an introspective question that only you can answer on your own. Um, So when we talk about self-care and we talk about taking a rest, Um, I really wanted us to look at a really practical example that comes straight from the Bible. (laughs) Um, And it comes really early on, actually. So if we're in the book of Genesis, um, who better to illustrate this than God, right? I want us to take a look at Genesis 2, 2 through 4. Um, And I'm going to read the KJV and the NIV version. So the KJV version reads, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. Our NIV version reads, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So here we have really practical examples of self-care. <laughs> um, and I want to just ask, you know, the, the victorious listeners, the audience, a question, you know, if God himself took a break to rest, then what makes us any different? What makes us think that we can go days and days and days without stopping and pausing, right? Um, and he was God, you know, he didn't get tired, quote unquote. He did it to set an example um, and set an example 
that ultimately honors God, right? Because this is actually one of the Ten Commandments <laughs> to observe the Sabbath. Take a break, take a rest. Um Side note, I do want to plug uh, my home church, Victory Church. Actually, our pastor just did a beautiful message on um, boundaries called fences. And I'm going to add it to the show notes for you guys to listen to if you want to. Um, but there's even more biblical backing for the topic of rest and self-care. We look further into the Old Testament. And I remember it's so funny. I remember reading through books like Leviticus and thinking to myself, you know, why do I need to know about and on the seventh year, they did this. And, you know, in this year, they did this. Like, I thought it was so redundant and I thought it was just not relevant. And now that I look back and reflect, and I know you guys have heard me say before that God is intentional, but I really want to reiterate that God is so intentional, right? He has already put into place and made examples in history of times where whole kingdoms, communities, rested the land. You know, they they did things for like six years. On the seventh, they rested. And here's an example in Leviticus 25, verses two through four. Um, and I'm going to read briefly here. Speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years, sow your fields. And for six years, prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a Sabbath of rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. So here we are yet again with another example of just organized time to rest. Um, and this chapter by itself, or this, this section that I'm actually reading from, is God speaking to Moses to um, direct the Israelites. So just that background information. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I think it's written all throughout the Bible. And if we if we read, right, and actually look into it, God is giving us clear boundaries and ways to keep us from getting burnt out, right? A way of places to practice our self-care. So he built in another day in the week specifically for that. All right, moving on, um, getting a little further in our episode. Of course, I want to reiterate, you know, when we as Christians rest, it's a little different than what you might see in the world as quote unquote self-care. We're connecting with God. We're spending time with our creator. We're deepening our relationship with him, right? So this self-care that we're engaging in ultimately is allowing us to connect, slow down, and really gauge where we are with God. Um and I think a good example I wanted to share is thinking about, you know, have you guys ever had a friend or do you have a friend right now that you really want to hang out with, but, you know, for whatever reason, they're just not available. And thinking about what that does to the friendship. Um, so I'm not, of course, not bashing your friends, <laughs> but I think it drives home the point. Like if we are not spending time with this friend um, and we're always busy, busy, busy on the go, on the go. We can shoot a text here or there. Or we can have a conversation um, here or there. You know, it, it's not the same as stopping and spending that intentional time that really builds that friendship. And I would say the same about stopping, engaging in our Sabbaths and self-care and spending time with God. You know, will our relationships ever really grow and and deepen? And will we truly get to know God as a friend if we're always here and there on the go, not stopping, not pausing and not reflecting. 
And that is why we build in our Sabbaths, <laughs> self-care and our rest. You know, our relationship with God grows as a result. So I've talked a lot about the Sabbath and rest, and I want to make sure I touch on the concept of dying to self. Um, that seems to be pretty pervasive in Christian culture. So I can admit that dying to self, you know, wasn't a phrase that was new to me. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I had heard it other places before. Um, but the actual scripture reference, so the actual part in the Bible that's being referenced um, in talking about dying to self is Matthew 16, 24 through 25. I'm going to read it briefly. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. So, um, and that was Jesus speaking to his disciples um, and letting them know if you are to truly be a disciple, then that, you know, you're, you, you are to deny yourself. Now, let us talk about the introspective piece of this podcast episode, because, you know, it clearly Jesus is talking about there are aspects and there are times when we are going to have to forego what we want in order to take up our cross and follow him. But denying yourself, guys, is going to show up in a myriad of ways. OK, so and, and I'm going to give some examples. Um Maybe your lifelong dream before you came to know the Lord was to go into business. You know, maybe you wanted to be like a millionaire or something. And then you realized that that was all you and none of God. And then there's also the aspect of self-control. So having, you know, having those fleshly desires that we all have, you know, maybe you're pretty impulsive and you need the intervention of the Holy Spirit to help you grow self-control. So in that case, you know, you're really denying your will and your flesh, um, to please God, to, to, uh, to take on, take up your cross and follow him. I think to summarize this very simply, you know, it's, it's a very human tendency to exercise our own will over God's will for our lives. Um, and it's the flesh that tempts us to do certain things and act in ways that are not denying ourselves, right? But pleasing ourselves. In the end, it somewhat turns into idolatry. Well, not somewhat, it does. It turns into idolatry, right? Because we make ourselves an idol over what God has for us, over what God wants for us. And this is not God honoring. And then that's when we cross over from self-care um, to self-indulgence, right? So we were just discussing self-care being an act of worship earlier, you know, decreasing ourselves, our plans and our, desi- our desires to acknowledge that we need to rest and engage in the Sabbath and reconnect with God so we can complete our purpose and live our lives in relationship with him. Um, and I hope, you know, that you guys see the difference there. Like there's a, there's a self-care aspect that is honoring that you are just a human. And then there's self-indulgence that can really turn into uplifting yourself and thinking that you are really, you know, better than what God may know (laughs) or God knows, not what he may know. So, uh, really, really important piece I wanted to highlight there. What this verse is not saying, however, is to not take care of yourself and meet your basic needs. Um, 
the way that I phrased it to my client was, you know, how else can we do the kingdom work? How else can we be in fellowship with one another and make other disciples if we're not honoring our human parts and practicing self-care when we need to do it? So I think that (laughs) this can be taken out of context. Like a lot of verses in the Bible are, honestly, you know, people can take this verse and run with it and think, you know, I really have to deny myself and I really have to just hurt. I have to be in pain. I have to run myself ragged for the Lord. And you know what? I'm also, guys, if you really feel like there's a time in your life where you're called to do that, then by all means, there are so many examples in the scripture where the disciples go through terrible times and and people in the Bible go through terrible times because that piece of their story was necessary for crafting the gospel and spreading the good news. However, (laughs) if we are looking for ways to just hurt and harm and, 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 not rest and, and just, and saying, well, I need to be running ragged for God because that's, you know, if that has somehow become your barometer to measuring your relationship with God, I'm just going to ask that, you know, you take some self introspection, you know, is that really, is that really where God is calling you right now to run yourself ragged, to not honor your human limitations and give yourself a break, give yourself a rest. Only you all can answer that question for yourselves. All right, Victorious listeners, today was short and sweet. I really enjoyed being with you guys, and I hope that this message finds you at the time when you need it to. Um, Once again, find me on Instagram at The Victorious Counselor. Be on the lookout for some exciting news coming out pretty soon. Um, perhaps maybe even tomorrow. So it, it was great. It was awesome. Look forward to speaking with you all soon. Be well.